Happy Easter. Good morning and welcome to MCC Tampa on this beautiful Easter morning. We are so glad that you are here with us today. Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Will you join me please in our call to worship? In this room, we recognize the wilderness in the world. In this room, we trust that God is near. In this room, we hold on to hope. In this room, we hold on to each other. In this room, we sing Alleluia. In this room, we trust that love is stronger than hate. So in this room, we celebrate. In this room, we sing. In this room, we trust that nothing can separate us from God's love. Let us worship Holy God. Amen. All right, little saints, it is Easter Sunday. And what does that mean? What does that mean when we are not here in this space? In our call to worship this morning, you heard us proclaim that in this room, we recognize God. What does it mean when we say that and we're not all in the same room? In the room where you are and in the room where I am, we are having church. Sometimes things turn out in ways that we can't imagine. Things turn out in ways that we couldn't have predicted. In this season of waiting and anticipation, as Lent has come to an end and now it is Easter, and you are supposed to be outside looking for Easter eggs in the side yard after service, and we are supposed to be coming together and having a meal with each other, and we're not. Because we could not have imagined this. So what do you do when something happens and it is not what you imagined it to be? Do you cry? Do you pout? Do you stomp your feet? If you do, that's okay. In fact, if you do, that is good. I hope that you know that every time that you cry, that you stomp your feet, that you get angry, even sometimes if you slam a door, that you are teaching all of us, all of us adults, that it is okay. It is okay to feel what we are feeling. And if you were looking forward to Easter, and maybe you didn't get an Easter basket like you wanted, or you don't get to go outside and, and be with your church friends and, and look for Easter eggs and do the things that you were looking forward to, that disappointment is okay. We will come together again. We will celebrate together again. We will have meals and time together again. It will probably also involve chocolate. So don't worry, that time is coming. When Mary, when Mary Magdalene came to the tomb looking for Jesus and the tomb was empty, it was not what she expected and she was sad and scared and tearful. She showed us that that is okay. Mary Magdalene got to be the apostle to the apostles. Mary Magdalene got to be the one who brings the good news. Let's be that way. Let's be the bringers of the good news when we are in the midst of the unimaginable. I love you, little saints, and I cannot wait to have you up here with me again.
Hello, I'm Reverend Elder Cecilia Eggleston, moderator of Metropolitan Community Churches, and I bring you greetings on this Easter day. This is certainly an Easter Sunday unlike any that we have seen before. And I know that pastors, pastoral leaders and musicians, all those involved in worship, will have worked really hard to provide something uplifting and joyful in these most strange of times. Please support your pastors, please support your congregation, reach out to one another. This is Easter, this is a time to celebrate, to know that we are part of a worldwide community and none of us are alone. We think about that walk to the tomb, the women carrying the spices, uncertain of what they would find there. And an extraordinary event occurred that changed the face of the world. And over 2000 years later, here we are celebrating that moment of amazement, that moment of great faith. And so this Easter, this Sunday, it will be a day unlike any other. And who knows what is breaking out of the tomb at this time. So whether your church is having a full Easter Sunday service now, or whether you're waiting until you can meet once again in your church building to truly celebrate, we know this. We know that God breaks open tombs we know that hope and joy is found in the most surprising places. We know that we have survived so many things in MCC and we know that we will survive this. So I wish you every blessing. I wish that for you, for your loved ones, for your congregation, for the chaplains, pastoral leaders and pastors who will be working so hard at this time. I pray for you if you're working in the medical services, in the funeral services, in the many different branches of life where people are serving others. Please take good care of yourselves. Take time to stop, to count your blessings, to enjoy what is around you. Easter is a time to stop and celebrate. It's a time to know that new life is possible, even under extraordinary circumstances, even when death on a cross made it look like the end. You are in my prayers. The staff, the governing board, the council of elders join with me to bless you at this time in God's name, to rejoice with you in all that you are doing in the midst of difficult times, and to share with you the joy of the resurrection of Christ and the new life that that promises for all of us. Take care and God bless. 
Good morning. It's time for our praise set. We invite you to stand at home, clap, and sing along as we praise God together.
Loving God, we are truly thankful today for all the love, caring, and consideration that we're witnessing 
in this time of isolation and distancing. People reaching out to help others in need, responding with kindness and understanding, joining in efforts to feed the hungry and supporting those in dire situations. Thank you that we've also been given chances to share the spirit of your love in our own ways. Bless us as we continue to spread the joy of Christ's resurrection. May it be healing and comforting to our hearts as we live through this challenging time. Today, as a virtual community, we pray especially for those that are sick and others who are dying from COVID-19. Some of them are family, our friends. Surround each of them, O God, with your presence. Open their hearts to your love. Help their spirits and their bodies to respond and begin or continue the healing process, joining in a resurrection experience. We also remember and pray for those that are in senior or Alzheimer's care facilities. I also ask, O oh God, that you be with each of us as we experience and process the unprecedented changes that are so rapidly happening throughout the world. All of us are experiencing the loss of security, the pain of separation from friends and loved ones, and radical changes to almost every area of our lives. Help us to know and to accept that it is perfectly normal and okay to go through the grieving process for those around us that have died, as well as for the sudden ending of the way of life and interaction that we were so familiar with. Remind us clearly once again that you are walking with us through all of this, and that you will continue to be with us, no matter what our lives may look like on the other side of this experience. Open our hearts and let us know that your love will be the one constant that we can all rely on. Amen. Loving God, on this joyous Easter morning, as we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we come to you now with prayers for your children who are grieving. We lift Nilda Cruz and her family as they mourn the loss of her brother. We also raise up Jaden in prayer as he is battling COVID-19. During this time of uncertainty, Please be with those of us who are struggling with our addiction and feeling triggered by all of the isolation and fear, unable to attend face-to-face -face meetings to help us maintain our recovery. Remind us to lean on you. Also, God, many are having trouble sleeping and experiencing nightmares. Be with us as we try to rest. And I ask for those who are struggling financially as businesses are laying off workers as they begin to close.
Good morning and happy Easter. My name is Ray Sims, and our first reading is the 46th Psalm. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. Selah. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the city, it shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. The nations are in an uproar, the kingdoms totter. God utters God's voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord. See what desolations God has brought on the earth. God makes war cease to the end of the earth. God breaks the bow and shatters the spear. God burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our strength. Save. Hi, good morning. I'm Jackie Davis Gladney. Our second reading this morning is from the Gospel of John. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in. And he saw and believed, for as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabuni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my creator and your creator, to my God and your God. 
Mary Magdalene went and announced to them, disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. God of blessings and miracles. God who is with us in the wilderness and God who brings us the joy of resurrection. We thank you on this Easter morning for your presence in this place. Amen. When Mary Magdalene went to the tomb, what was she expecting? She goes there and she finds that the stone has been rolled away. The tomb is open and Jesus is not there. What do you think that she expected as she made her journey there? Was she expecting his body? She had been told as they had all been told that, that, that he would be back. Maybe she expected that when she got there, he would greet her alive and well, as if the horror of the crucifixion had never even happened. Whatever she was expecting, she was not expecting an empty tomb. The tomb was empty, and to her, this was unimaginable. This Lent has been long. It seems like we have been in Lent for at least six months. So at the beginning of Lent, which really actually was only a few weeks ago, we journeyed into the wilderness. On Ash Wednesday, we invited you into the wilderness. We invited you to touch the living water in the, in the baptismal font and be reunited with your baptism. We invited you to the tactile experience of choosing stones to carry in your pocket throughout Lent. Little did we know that we would all stop having pockets because most of us, let's be real, have stopped wearing 
pants. So little did we know that we would be in our pajama pants working our way through Lent. And maybe you still hold on to those stones and maybe you diligently put on actual pants every day, bless your heart, and put those stones in your pocket. At the beginning of Lent, we did not know what the wilderness would look like. We had all these metaphors ready to talk about wilderness. And what we didn't know was as we invited wilderness into our lives, that we would come to know isolation in a new way. So on Ash Wednesday and then on the first Sunday in Lent, do you remember the recommendation I made as we talked about giving up something or taking on a spiritual practice? I encouraged you to stop speeding. Now, I am safely able to talk about this today because it's only my husband and I in this room, but as you may remember, if you were in service on the first Sunday in Lent, I lost the room. People were not happy with the idea of giving up speeding. When I said, what if you don't break the speed limit at all from now until Easter? It seemed unimaginable. What would we do when we weren't driving fast to wherever we wanted to go? It felt unimaginable to change the way we do things. It felt unimaginable to give up the freedom of zipping our way down the road. I don't know about you, but I have not had to put gas in my car in weeks. It was unimaginable that things would look so different. This year, the wilderness of Lent has brought us things that we had not predicted. I had not predicted that Easter would look like this. That Easter would look like an empty room with just me and my beloved and a camera. When this room is supposed to be filled with excitement and joy and maybe a few Easter bonnets and kids running around with sticky fingers and all of the things that come with Easter. The food, the Easter egg hunt. And this Holy Week has been like no other Holy Week that I have ever experienced, that any of us have ever experienced. But let's remember that we are no strangers to the unimaginable. We know what it is like to go through things together. It was three years ago that Holy Week started on a Palm Sunday that gave us our first experience with the protesters. I couldn't believe it on Palm Sunday as we were entering into Holy Week, as we had journeyed together through Lent. Service was about to start and Ross comes running to me and says, we have a protester. And I couldn't believe that we would have people protesting us here on this Holy of Sundays. That's how we started Holy Week, the, the week between Palm Sunday and Easter three years ago, with people spouting hate. It felt unimaginable. Now, of course, our protesters came back many times. They came back so many times that they were almost eligible to become members of our church. 
But of course, eventually they moved on. And last year, we also experienced an unimaginable Holy Week. We, along with the rest of the world, looked on in horror as the day after Palm Sunday, the Monday of Holy Week last year, Notre Dame Cathedral burned. We looked in horror at our TV screens and said, this is unimaginable. This amazing cathedral right before Easter is on fire. We couldn't imagine it. And let's keep in mind that last year, during Lent, Notre Dame was not the only church that burned. There were three historically black churches in Louisiana that were set on fire by arsons last year during Lent. These were hate crimes. I did a little digging and looked up what is happening in the lives of these three churches now. St. Mary Baptist Church had a spring revival just a few weeks before all of the coronavirus things to shut down the churches. Mount Pleasant Baptist Church in Opelousas is, is also back to having worship. Greater Union Missionary Baptist Church, also in Opelousas, returned to worship as, as they were able to, and then just this past January, just a few months ago, their beloved pastor, Reverend Richard Harry, died unexpectedly. But in the remembrance of him, posted on Facebook, is the story of how he offered love and forgiveness to the arsonist and the arsonist's family. This is what resurrection looks like. These historically black churches that were able to come together again. And we also in MCC know what it is like to face destruction, to face arson, to face people saying that we are not allowed to be who we are and come back and say we are resurrection people. Resurrection is not always about joy. Resurrection is about a lot of other very challenging and hard feelings that we have. Resurrection is not only Christ coming back. Resurrection is the empty tomb. Resurrection is the heartbreak and disappointment we feel when the unimaginable happens. Because that is the thing about the unimaginable. First we are shocked. First we are scared. First we are frustrated and uncomfortable. And then transformation happens. Easter was supposed to bring us out of our wilderness. We were supposed to come together and celebrate. Instead, we get to understand the empty tomb. We get to understand the empty church. We get to understand isolation in a new way. This Easter is not what we hoped for. We are sheltered in place, and sheltering in place comes with fear. Fear that we might get sick. Fear that once we are finally together again, we might not all be here. The reality of this pandemic, this crisis, is that even those who are sick and dying of other things are facing death in a new way. The heartbreak of this season of our lives is unimaginable. 
We are living in the now and the not yet. We are not yet at church, but we are the church. We are a resurrection people, and because we are a resurrection people, we understand deep in the core of who we are that resurrection isn't only the happy stuff. We understand the empty tomb. We understand that Mary Magdalene, the other women who came to the tomb, were terrified. We know that in Mary Magdalene's grief, deep grief, that when Jesus spoke to her, she couldn't even see that it was him. Can you imagine a grief so deep that you can't recognize the person who you are grieving? That's what resurrection looks like. All of it. The heartbreak and the beauty, the unimaginable joy mixed with all of the other things that we cannot imagine. Resurrection is about love that endures, is about faith that perseveres through disappointment. Resurrection is about the promise of the future, the promise that the future is more beautiful than we can imagine. Christ is risen. Amen. morning church our church is bigger today because we have people who are checking in from all over yes we do have a church building but remember it is the people and the families who gather together on the inside that make up the church i miss each and one of every one of you so much i wish that i could give you a hug and say to you he is risen he is risen indeed despite the covid virus we are celebrating the resurrection of our lord and savior jesus christ and despite the COVID virus, MCC Tampa is still here for all of you. And we also still have expenses. We are keeping the power on and we are still paying the mortgage. It is so important at this time that you continue to send your regular tithes and offering. The clergy and the worship team are having regular virtual meetings so that we can plan services and talk about how we can continue to minister to all of you. I know it's hard. Many people have been laid off or have fears of losing their jobs. But it's so important that we can continue to be a church so that we can provide care to the congregation and to each other. So I am asking you on this beautiful Easter morning as we celebrate the resurrection that you please continue to give what you can. There's a message on the bottom of the screen that will tell you how you can send up your tithes and offerings to MCC Tampa. Thank you to everyone who has continued to support our church financially. We are so thankful for your gifts. Loving God, we thank you for these gifts that we are about to receive. Please bless the gifts and bless the giver. Amen.
take this opportunity to pause, to honor Christ, honor our neighbor, and honor the stranger here and throughout the world. We invite you to this communion celebration, no matter where you are, in your home, you are invited to bring whatever communion elements you have on hand. Come to this table, from your home to our home. Let us prepare our hearts for this meal. God of new life, we come to you confessing that we are guilty of creating emotional wilderness spaces, spaces of raised voices and slammed doors, of judgments past and accusations cast of cold shoulders and deep regret. We create these spaces when we feel threatened, afraid, or ashamed, which is far too often given in the promises that you make to us. So draw us back to the beginning where you created it and it was good. Smooth over our wilderness. Smooth over our wilderness scars and fill our veins with your love. For like the disciples on that Easter morning, we are running toward you. Amen. It was on that night when Jesus was gathered with his beloveds that he took the bread into his hands, he gave thanks for it, he blessed it, and he broke it, saying, this is my body broken for you. As you eat this bread, remember me. And at the close of the meal, he took the cup into his hands, he gave thanks, he blessed it, he shared it with his beloveds, saying that this is the cup of the new covenant. This is my blood, my spirit, my love that is poured out for you. As you eat this bread and drink from this cup, know that I am always with you. God, we ask for the transformation of these elements, the elements that we have here on this table and the elements that we all hold. Transform them into what we need so that we can share your love and your grace with this world. Amen. Please join us in singing the prayer that Jesus taught us.
scars, scars from moments when we did not belong, and memories of nights that felt too long. The wilderness is inescapable from time to time. So that is why we have come to this table, because here at this table we all belong. Here at this table the night never wins. Here at this table we remember that life overcomes death. So come, Come with your prayers and your alleluias. Come with your hopes and your dreams. Come not because you have to, but come because you can. And come because each wilderness has an end. Jesus is here. Jesus with his scars and empty tomb. So come. God, we offer gratitude for this meal, for what it has meant over the centuries and what it means to us today. Help us, God. Help us to take your inspiration and the hope that the future brings. Help us to live into the unimaginable. Help us to be resurrection people in all the complexity that that means. Let us take your peace and your wisdom from this place and be a blessing to others. Amen. Please join with us in singing our closing song, He Lives.
In the words of our Savior, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. In the name of the Creator, the Redeemer, and the Sustainer, celebrate the resurrection. Amen. <laughs>